You're listening to the Keef to the City podcast. All right, opening day is in the books as the Yankees win a rain-shortened game in D.C. 4-1 to over the Nationals, over the defending champs, and they start the season 1-0, and so at least momentarily they're in first place in, in both the AL East and the American League as the rest of the league is set to play on Friday with the Yankees having the built-in off day for opening day, and uh, they almost needed it with the weather on Thursday night in D.C., but they didn't end up needing it after all, so after waiting nine months for Yankees baseball, we get a rain short in game on opening day, uh, and now an off day <laughs> following opening day, so uh, it's just been... One thing after another to get here, but at least Yankees baseball is back with a 4-1 win on opening day to start the season off with a win against Max Scherzer and the Nationals, the defending champion Nationals, and and really it felt like an easy win right from the first inning after John Carlos Stanton's two-run home run. Uh, I was confident going into the game because Garrett Cole's pitching, and I'll be confident in any game that Garrett Cole pitches for the Yankees, but to give him a two-run cushion before he even takes the mound, uh, it just felt like a win. felt like an automatic win, and I, I think that's how it's going to feel with him. Uh, you know, the Yankees haven't had a pitcher with that sort of pedigree in a long time. I mean, you could go back two years when Luis Severino in the first half of the season was the, probably the best pitcher in the league, and he was about as close to a sure thing as you get every five days. And then you had CC Sabathia in his first four seasons with the Yankees, who was also as close to a sure thing. But with Cole, it feels more than a sure thing. It feels like a guarantee. It feels like an automatic win, and that the game that's going to get played is just a formality. That's how good he is. That's how dominant he can be. And he didn't even look good. <laughs> an opening night in Washington. He was behind every hitter in the first inning, um, got behind Trey Turner start the game 3-1, and, and Turner helped him out by swinging at ball four. He got behind Eaton 2-0, and then he evened up to count, and then three straight foul balls later, Eaton hits a home run. And then Starling Castro, in typical Starling Castro fashion, swung at the first pitch to help Cole out again, but he was behind three of the four hitters he faced in the first inning. He started the next inning by hitting a batter and then getting behind the next batter 2-0, so Cole just didn't look like himself, and he looked weird in a Yankees road grade uniform, but he looked even weirder not throwing strikes. This is a guy who just only throws strikes, and he's spoken about in the past how Justin Verlander had to tell him in Houston, hey, you don't always need to be around the zone. It'll, you'll be better if you're not always around the zone. You can get strikes without throwing the ball in the zone. And uh, Cole didn't really know where the ball was going in the first two innings last night, but he settled down. And for a guy who didn't have his best stuff to go five innings, one hit, one run, I mean, that's that's as good as you can get in a, in a range-shortened game with a guy without his best stuff. And I don't know that Cole ever necessarily have bad stuff because of the actual, because of his repertoire, but that could be the worst we see him all season. And if the worst we see him all season is to grind through five innings with one run on one hit, uh, we'll take it. I'll take it every time. Uh, and also in the game, the offense led by John Carlos Stanton with a huge First inning, two-run home run. Uh, Aaron Judge with a single and a double off Scherzer. He homered off Scherzer a few years ago at the All-Star Game, so he clearly uh, has his number and, and, and isn't worried about the future Hall of Famer. And even Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade, who tried to bunt on a 3-1 pitch in his first at-bat, ended up walking, um, dropped down a successful bunt later in the game, scored from first on Judge's double. Probably Tyler Wade's best game as a Yankee. And, uh, you know, it wasn't much, but... It was enough, and at the bottom of the order, if he just plays good defense when he plays and has pesky at-bats like he did and runs the bases well, that's all you can really ask for him. Um, as a role player, as a utility guy, as, 
as a guy with range to play all over the field, uh, that's as good as it gets from Tyler Wade. So it was a collective effort, but it just felt easy. It felt maybe even easier than last year's opening day win against the eventual 108-loss Orioles. Uh, but, hey, the Yankees are 1-0. The Yankees won a game. Uh, baseball is back. And life felt somewhat normal on Thursday with the game. And uh, joining me today to talk about the game and the expanded postseason format, which was announced seconds before the game, is Scott Reinen of the Bronx Pinstripes. Uh, so we go through everything about opening day, and uh, it's been a long time since I've heard from him, way back in the first edition of spring training. But let's get to it. All right, and joining me today to talk about the Yankees' opening day, opening night win over the Nationals and the return of Yankees baseball is Scott Ryden of the Bronx Pinstripe. Scott, it's been a long, long, long time. Yeah, we can throw a couple more longs on there. We were doing the math <laughs> last night after the game when Andrew and I did like a post-game recap, and I was counting on my fingers nine months since the last time we saw actual Yankees baseball, not not counting spring training, but nine months. We're, we're pretty dang close to that. It's a uh, that's crazy. I never even thought I'd think I'd see that day. Yeah. Um, but last night was fun. Yeah. And you I know, we talked during uh, stole three more innings from us, but <laughs> yeah, you, you had to figure it couldn't go off uh, perfectly. It had, there had to be some uh, hiccup along the way, but we talked back in, in the first spring training or the real spring training in March, get gearing up for the season. And now that feels like it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, that was an eternity ago. Like that, that I don't even remember that. That didn't even happen. So <laughs> this whole this whole thing, like the fact that they're even playing right now, is a miracle to me. Like that that they got past all the, you know, public relations stuff and just like actually put something in place that's, you know, quasi working. I guess we'll see what happens. But I'm uh, I'm thankful it's on. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be opening day without uh, the Yankees lineup coming out a few hours before first pitch, and there he is, Brett Gardner, batting fifth, and we couldn't just have a nice, nice, easy opening day, you know, put Gardner near the bottom of the order. Right before first pitch, we've already got problems. Yeah, I saw I saw some tweets coming out your way, uh, and as soon as I saw that lineup, I thought of you. I had a feeling you were, uh, you were, you were going to have some problems with that. Andrew, too, you guys were going to go into a corner and start, start – um, Started yelling at somebody about Brett Gardner. Look, man, he protected Giancarlo Stanton, and it worked. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the monster day he had because because uh, Scherzer didn't want to pitch to Gardner. I loved it. <laughs> it's almost as if the Yankees didn't learn their lesson from the postseason when they were batting him third and taking away key situation at bats from Glaber Torres, which you know had a hand in costing them the ALCS. But why do they keep forcing the Brett Gardner issue? I get that he bats left-handed. I get that Max Scherzer throws right-handed. But Max Scherzer is a future Hall of Famer. The guy is you know a perennial Cy Young candidate. It doesn't matter what hand you're batting with up there. Certainly not Brett Gardner. And if it's about what happened last season with the artificial 28 home runs and the super baseball, uh, I don't know. I just don't get it. And and, and it's and we're going to see it. I mean, it's clear that they didn't do it in summer camp. So when I saw him batting, you know, seventh in summer camp, I was like, okay, okay. Or, or that's about the highest he should be. But I just don't know. I just don't know what they're thinking. And, and I didn't really get any uh, negative feedback about it because usually if I complain about the lineup, people will say, hey, it's a long <laughs> right. season. Hey, it's opening day. But in a 60-game season where each game is so valuable, there's, there are no throwaway days where we can be batting Brett Gardner fifth. Well, until they expanded the playoffs, and now there's <laughs> a whole bunch of throwaway games because you know everybody gets in. It's like a participation prize now to get into the playoffs when you have a good team like us it doesn't even matter as much these tampa these tampa series just went like down the drain as far as like highly competitive but um yeah i mean look i agree with you i, I don't think i don't look into it because i just know if boone's gonna do it and he's gonna do the righty lefty thing so 
I feel like I've 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 uh, I've I've packed that away and like you know filed it for that the complaint that I know is already going to be there. So I look at it, I just kind of roll my eyes and move on. That's but but it, I mean in a baseball sense, the righty lefty thing. It, first of all, the righty lefty thing is over overrated. And if the lefty is Brett Gardner in a in a power spot, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I understand. Well, you bring up the postseason format, so before we get into the game, seconds before the game started, we get the breaking news that uh, there will be eight teams per league in the postseason this year. So five, you know, when they went to five, I was upset. Going to eight is just absurd. Like you said, basically every team's getting in. More than half of the league will be in the postseason. And the idea that this is just for 2020 is not true because we're talking about ownership and, and, you know, front offices that proved that they don't care about the sport or the integrity of the game over what went on the last few months. So if they're going to cash in on an expanded postseason field, it's not just about because they lost money this season. Once they start cashing that money and and the TV money that they'll get from an expanded postseason field and an extra round, this isn't going back. This isn't going to go away. This is going to be the future of the sport. Yeah, you know it's hard to come back from that when you let more people in and then then you pull it back. It's it's not something that's usually done. And yeah, I mean, it makes no sense in this season. It, it really does. We were, we were talking about this last night, and it's unfortunate that they put this out there right beforehand, and you know, it's stirring some reaction. But it's real. This season, the 60-game sprint was different. It was actually – I was looking forward to it once we realized what it was going to be. I'm like, okay, 10 games against all the division opponents. Those are going to be fun. We're playing against the NL, NL East, a, a, good, good, a good division with, with very strong teams uh, basically throughout besides the Marlins. And – all the, these games against Tampa, these 10 games against Tampa, like they're going to be setting up pitchers. They're going to be waiting a day to hold somebody for this Tampa series. They're going to be they're going to be treating it more like playoff atmosphere because like, it's it's going to come down to the Yankees and the Rays. And that series is crucial. And now it means nothing. If you go 500 against the Rays, fine. It's you just beat the Orioles, beat the Blue Jays, beat the Marlins. And then, you know, have a winning percentage against the rest of the team. And you're in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So. They took away what was going to be a lot of fun, and in fact, the end, the last three weeks of this season, the 60-game season, was going to feel like playoffs anyway. So really what they did is just they actually diminished three weeks of the season to, to now put in a three-game series for a, a couple of teams that don't deserve to be there. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. No, and, and if the Yankees, you know, to me, they were a, a basically a lock for the playoffs all along, whether it was going to be as a division winner or having to play again in the, in the wild card game, uh, they were going to make the playoffs. It was, they were going to get in, right. the Rays were going to get in. Now it's not a lock. It's just a format. This regular season, like you said, is a formality. There's no, not even a point to play it. There's it's no, the there's a 0% chance the Yankees don't make the playoffs if the if season is played in its entirety you you just have to go you don't even have to go 500 if you just look at what happened last year I mean the Red Sox would have been in at, at six games over 500 and then Texas would have been in at six games under 500 and so now yeah. you're playing best of three series and don't tell me that there's an advantage to hosting the best of three at the home stadium if there's no fans in the stands there's no <laughs> there's the no home field right it's so ridiculous it's if if that's what the incentive is for the um, home field now you get your you get your crowd noise DJ. That's that's all you get. Like, what are we doing? What it's, are we doing here? Who are they trying to? I don't understand. Like, they think they're so much smarter than everybody else. Like, yeah, we're expanding the playoffs. Awesome. We're gonna get more teams in. Well, actually, 
you just ruined the last three weeks of the season. Thank yeah. you. You made you made the what should have been September baseball this year would have been like October baseball, but now it's just going to be real September baseball where we're trying to worry about guys not getting hurt and lining up the rotation, and, and none of it matters. And and what's crazy is in a best of three, I mean, how many times a year do the Yankees lose a three-game series to some crap team? Last year, right. they opened the season, they lost a three-game series to the Orioles, then the Tigers, then the White Sox. So they could easily lose to whoever they have to play in this weird, weird postseason. Yeah, that's the, pro- the the problem for me with expanded playoffs in baseball. One of the biggest problems is that they are they're creating these scenarios where you have a shortened series or a one game, pl- you know, play in game essentially, and that's just not how baseball is is determined. Who's a better team? It's not over one game. It's not even over three games usually. It's over a series of you know, a, a five-game and seven-game series. I don't even like the five-game, if I'm being completely honest. Like, the seven-game yeah. series is the true is the true test of, of you know, who is the, the team, who's got the depth, who's got the talent, who's got all of the above. So, yeah, the fact that they, they're letting people in, and but on top of that, they're, they're making determinations of who that better team is by advancing with a short series. It's just, it's not the way it's supposed to be. And, and I don't want to, like, bark and, and start screaming like purist baseball because that's just not it. I just think the sport is meant to be determined who the better opponent or who the better team is over an extended period of time. That's why they play 162 games. It's it's a it's just a it's one of those things that when you have that many people on the field and you have this many, you know, different elements that are happening within one game or within one team, like you got to have an extended period to find out who that team is. Yeah, and I've always felt the the ALDS should, or the division series in either league should be a best of seven. You, you can't find two more days to possibly have a game right. six well, yeah, and seven. Why are, <laughs> Yeah, what is the why is it so difficult to, yeah. to just extend it to seven? Yeah, but I never really understood that. When you have the five game series, I mean, it's always like you, if you lose game one, you're like, oh shit! Like if we lose the next game, we're, we're screwed. But in this situation, if you play, I don't know, so let's say Texas and Cole goes out and loses game one, you're you're real fucked then. Yeah, for real. No, it's true, and yeah, it just it doesn't play as well to, uh, you know, if you have a team that's that's strong top to bottom and has depth, because you could have a bad day. And if you have a bad day, you're in a hole now and everybody's pressing and doing different things. And I don't know. It's just not, it's, it doesn't make sense. Well, the formality that is the regular season now, the Yankees win 4-1, to one, the rain shortened game. And from, you know, I was confident going in just because it's Garrett Cole's pitching. I'll be confident in any game he starts. Uh, but when John Carlos Stanton hits that first inning two-run home run, I was like, well, th- this game's over. And, and you know, that's a bit premature. You don't want to be thinking that in the first inning of the first game of the season when the defending champions haven't even come to bat yet. But that's sort of the mindset I have when Cole pitches is that if he's given a lead, I expect the Yankees to win. I expect them to win anyway, but even more so if he has a lead to work with before he even takes the mound. Yeah, absolutely. If he's working with with a with a lead, I mean, now the other team is. I mean, we we remember the situation in our mindset going up against Garrett Cole in the playoffs last year. Is like if you have any kind of opportunity in any capacity, you better take advantage of that opportunity because they're not coming very often. And if you can't get to him early, you're in big big trouble. Uh, and if you get down. Now he's in the driver's seat even more with uh, with, you know, just the filthy stuff that he has. So it's 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 a W if the Yankees come out and put some runs on the board for Gary Cole practically every time. Yeah, it's it's that almost of a lock because he's that good. Yeah, and he didn't look good early on. I mean, he fell behind Trey Turner right away, got down three one in the count. Turner helped him out by swinging at ball four. Um, then he got behind 
Adam Meat in and then eventually gives up uh, the home run after three straight foul balls. Then he gets helped out by Starlin Castro, of course, who swings at the first pitch, which we all, which we know all too familiar with. Uh, and then he gets behind um, the fourth hitter there in Kendrick as well. So he was behind everybody really in the first two innings, you know, 1-0, 2-0. You could tell he was sort of frustrated in, in his, uh, his tells on the mound and he just mm-hmm. didn't look like himself. And he really didn't look like himself the whole night. And for a guy who didn't have his best stuff to go five innings and allow one hit, it's just ridiculous. So, I mean, you couldn't have, uh, you, I guess you could have a better debut, but from a standpoint of one hit, one run over five innings, it doesn't get much better for a guy who's, you know, playing for the Yankees or pitching for the Yankees for the first time. Yeah. And I mean, you know, open up however you want to say this, the guy is, you know, elated to play for the Yankees. He's, this is something that he's been looking forward to. So I, there's got to be, even no matter how much of a pro you are as a human being, you have those you know, initial just jitters or whatever they are, nervous energy of opening day. Like there's a ridiculous amount of people watching you at this point. Um, and you're playing for this, uh, this team that you've, you've wanted to play for your whole life. That's a, that's a, that's a thing. Like it is, uh, you know, you get over it fast. And I think he does, but the best part about this is that, like you said, this guy doesn't have his best stuff and is still filthy and can, and can work himself out of trouble and can, um, be almost unhittable even when he doesn't have his best stuff. So I mean, that's probably the best sign for your number one pitcher that you could ever have. You don't have your best stuff, still unhittable. Yeah, and I know Michael Kay always mentions the, the old adage. Uh, I want to say it's Mike Messina that said it, but I could be wrong about how every starter will have their best stuff in a third of their starts, uh, awful stuff in a third, and it's the other third where you sort of have to grind your way through and, and try to find your stuff. And Cole, maybe he doesn't ever have bad stuff. I mean, he was 16-0 and to finish last year, and with, the, with his velocity and his off-speed stuff, he probably doesn't really ever have a bad stuff day, but he was teetering on the border of what a bad stuff, grind out stuff Garrett Cole day would be, and he still was able to to figure it out and dominate a lineup that wasn't necessarily at full strength with Juan Soto out, and certainly they don't have Anthony Rendon anymore, but it's still a major league lineup. It's still a defending champs. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's one of those positive things. I think that's a cone quote, if if I remember correctly. I, I only he, he talked about it a lot on the on air as well. But it may have been originally Musina who who was talking about it. Both guys I could see saying that because <laughs> that's how they worked. But yeah. the the fact that the fact that um he he did work through that and yes, it's the defending champions. And again, the stage while there's no people and this is as big of a stage you could, as you could have with no people because of the you know the the public uh, um, attention towards professional team sports coming back and, and this being the first game well the other big story is John Carlos Stanton the massive two-run home run in the first the clutch hit on the first pitch um, later in the game to, to drive home an insurance run uh, I know there's a lot being made about him losing weight and getting slimmer and changing his physique so that he can stay healthy and be more productive um, I'm not gonna fall for that yet because I was in Toronto in opening day two years ago when he hit those two majestic home runs and thought this guy was going to be you know, MVP every season as a Yankee. So I'm going to be cautiously <laughs> optimistic with him, but it looks good. I mean, it was against Max Scherzer. It wasn't against Jay Happ a few years ago. So it was against Scherzer. He did look much better. Um, there were no fans in the stands, which maybe that's helping him to some degree too. But uh, with John Carlos Stan, I know everybody's you know hopping on. This is the year. This is it for him. But I think everyone needs to remember what we went through with him last year and what we went through with him a lot the year before yeah i mean I, I, i'm in <laughs> why, why not let's go you know the guy the guy looks fantastic uh he looks dialed in like he's on a mission of some sort a rod keeps talking about the whole no no crowd being a good thing for stanton i'm not i don't really i don't really buy it he would know really, uh, yeah exactly i mean was, that's just a tell that that how affected a rod actually was by the crowd really but um 
Yeah, I mean, look, the guy looks phenomenal. He does. And uh, if he can – the best – first of all, I, w- I was talking about this last night. One of the best things for me when I see – if you look even – you drill down further as, as to what happened last night. He, um, he got up uh, after a, a walk, I believe it was, after that home run, right? And he – or Scherzer was erratic with his, um, with his pitches. And he was looking for Scherzer to get ahead on the count. So when I see Stanton do, locked in and, and in a good place, like he actually is similar to A-Rod in the sense that they're both guest hitters, I think. And he goes up there looking for a zone, looking for a pitch, and, and tries you know, to uh, absolutely demolish and attack that spot. If he's able to identify pitches, be smart about them, and you know have a, a higher percentage of, of guessing which pitch is coming, basically when that fastball is coming, um, and can put good good barrel on that ball on a you know a relatively decent basis, he's going to have a monster year. So that was a big thing. Just like looking at the small at bat uh, and and the situation, he knew a fastball was coming. He knew Scherzer wanted to get ahead, and he was looking for it, and he demolished the ball. So that that to me was probably the most positive sign of the whole thing. Aaron Judge also had a big night, two hits, the, the single, the double off Scherzer. He also hit that home run off him a few years ago in the All-Star game. So he doesn't seem to have, have problems with Scherzer. Um, the other big story, I think, is Tyler Wade. You're, you're, you're bloody yeah. Tyler Wade, who had a big night. He, he drew that walk. He uh, scored from first on a double. Um, you know, he, he played a good game. He had a bunt hit later in the game. So just doing the, the little things that Tyler Wade does. And it's funny because we talked about, I want to say, it might have been in March, it might have been before that, about you mentioning how he should be a bunt special. And he tried to bunt a three-one pitch in his first at bat, uh, which it. I which had me fuming. But then he does drop down a successful bunt later in the game. But hey, a good game from Tyler Wade, who's you know looked over match for most of his career. But that might have been his best game as a Yankee. So you can never get mad at Tyler Wade when he squares to bunt <laughs> because that is his best opportunity to get on base. You don't want him swinging if a three-one count is coming. That means there's a good pitch probably coming right you're probably getting a fastball especially against Tyler Wade you're most likely I'd say 98% of the time getting a fastball over the plate bunt it you're not uh, do you want him to take a swing at that and actually like just ground out to wherever (laughs) or or a a lazy fly ball to wherever or do you want that ball on the ground with an opportunity for him to sprint to first base because he's the fastest man alive and then have force the um the third baseman or pitcher catcher whomever's going to field the ball to make a play. I want that all day long. Like That's all he should do is bunt every single time. Yeah, it's usually the Yankees who either walk the nine hitter or give up a bunt hit and then they get screwed over. So it was good to have a pesky nine hitter doing it for the Yankees. Um, and the lineup was a little weird, not only with Gardner batting fifth and Hicks leading off and Wade being in there, but DJ LeMay, who's at the game, he's healthy enough to be around the team. He's active player. And do we really need to wait a few more days for DJ LeMahieu to play? There's 60 games in the season, and I and I get that now with the extra playoffs, maybe it's not as urgent as it was. But I mean, what what are we doing? Is he going to get more at bats and, and reps by sitting there and watching? Like he, there are no games for him to play. There is no minor league rehab stint. Just play DJ LeMahieu. <laughs> They're talking about getting him at bats against Jordan Montgomery over the weekend in in some capacity. Uh, I don't know. Apparently. They're, they want him to uh, just get some more eyeballs on on pitching before going out there. So, and they feel very confident in the bunt specialist Tyler Wade, who just <laughs> flies around. DJ DJ ain't running from first to no. first to home on a on a you know a, a routine ball like that's that's there's one guy on this team who can do that. So, yeah, I, you know it doesn't bother me. And like you said, the the playoff format did come out. They knew about it. I'm sure they knew about it ahead of you know when we knew about it. So, I got no problem with getting him uh, getting him to a point where he's he's ready to go for the duration. 
Well, we have the, the the shitty off day after the opening day in the event of a rain, and we almost had had that happen where they would have had to play today, the first game of the season. But to not have Yankees baseball for nine months and go through everything we went through to have it come back, get it cut short by a rain out, and now there's no game today, it's it's a little demoralizing. But I can't wait for the weekend. Uh, I'm expecting Saturday and Sunday. Now, th- those are the lineups where we'll really see the, the Aaron Boone and the Yankees at work with who's going to get a scheduled off day this weekend. Yeah, that's true. After a after a uh, an off day no it would have been almost better if we had seen like you know five innings and then we pick up the game again today and win it <laughs> so we could have baseball twice in a row you know yeah. I'm, I'm so greedy that i just want more in, in what however however it comes to me like, just give me more but um yeah we'll see i, I again I, I think that you're going to get very frustrated throughout this entire season now because of the expanded playoffs because they're going to rest guys yeah that's it they're not playing for it anymore they're not it's just it's a different scenario so because of that, I think that, yeah, we're going to start – we're going to see load management. It's going to be the NBA, the <laughs> NBA regular season. That's what we're about to watch. There's one thing we learned, uh, especially from last year, it's that the Yankees know how load management helps them win championships and prevents injuries. Yes, that is – it's very true, clearly. No <laughs> soft tissue injuries when you're resting. No, no. And, and I'm, I, I, I mean I am still sad about the expanded postseason because I liked – while I love – baseball season 162 games I was excited to not have to watch Jonathan Holder in late games and tie games because of the urgency of needing to win I was looking forward to maybe less unnecessary scheduled off days because of the urgency to need to win but like you said several times I mean the urgency is just not there and it's just like hey it's just like uh, um, the end of July and any other season now yeah is our head above water where are we where are we in the playoff spot are we are we good are we still good like that's that's the mentality like do we need the uh, try today <laughs> you yeah. know and half, half these teams are, are checked out like literally Toronto doesn't have a, a place to play <laughs> you know I mean it's so it's so crazy what they're going through at this point and then Baltimore you know bold we did our bold predictions earlier I mean clearly it's a 10 and 0 against Baltimore right like you if you predict anything less than that you're not a Yankees <laughs> fan because on any day there's no possible way anybody could ever choose that team over the New York Yankees ever I don't care who's playing good to hear from you i know we haven't been able to hang out in person at a game but maybe we will at some point i don't know when that point will be but someday again we'll we'll get to go to a game together but it's good to hear from you it's good the yankees baseball is back and and we'll check in throughout the season yeah man thanks for having me it's uh definitely always good to talk with you uh glad you're doing well and yeah i i i am looking forward to the day that we can uh we can drink a beer and and watch some <laughs> baseball in person man so no we'll uh we'll, we'll talk soon All right, thanks again to Scott for taking the time to come on and talk about the Yankees' 4-1 opening day, opening night win over the Nationals. The Yankees are off on Friday, but they'll be back on Saturday and Sunday to finish up the first series of the year in D.C. That'll do it for today, and we'll be back on Sunday. (laughs) 